and welcome to the Champagne Throttle Podcast. I am your host, Toki, and as you know, Champagne Throttle is all about accelerating towards your spiritual, your sexual, and your financial goals while enjoying the journey. And I'll tell you what, I've been enjoying the journey of posting new episodes of this podcast because I had a few listeners actually reach out to me from last week's episode saying, hey, Toki, I'm really interested in the generational archetypes. You were talking about that for about five and a half minutes before you went off on a rant about motivation and spirituality and all that other crap that you always talk about. And you know what? You know what, guys? I'm going to listen. I'm listening to you. I hear your complaints and I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the generational archetype topic and I might even break it down into a series but for today I'm going to be talking mainly to millennials I've noticed that most of my audience are millennials just like I am and they were very interested in how I talked about how the millennials have a different dynamic in comparison to the world than anybody else so from the viewpoint of the millennial we're going to cover how you can deal with everybody else, uh, your revolutionaries, your people that create order after the revolution, those that try to build comfort, and then the fourth generation of the cynical and oppressed millennials as we know it. So the reason why I'm so in love with generational archetypes is that I believe that the more you study generational archetypes, the easier it is for you to predict the behaviors and thought processes of other individuals in this world, because everyone, Everyone falls into a generational archetype. Therefore, your boss, your child, your brother, all these people, you are to a certain extent, not only the product of your habits, not only the product of your environment that you grew up in, but you're a product of your time and your time has subconsciously affected the way that you think. And so uh, consequently, it's affected some of your actions. It's affected the way that you view the world. And the more you learn about this stuff right here the easier it is for you to predict the thought processes and consequently the actions of other individuals in this world. And you can use that to your advantage. So let's get right into it. For a quick recap, we're going to go over the four generational archetypes for anybody that didn't understand initially. So the very first generational archetype in this cycle are the revolutionaries. Every society known to man was initiated by some type of revolution. So, uh, I mean, look at this country right here that you have a group of people that are tired of the way things are or they're not welcome at the place uh, at the places they used to be welcome at and then they start something new it's either a spiritual a cultural political or a financial revolution of some sort to get society going to get the wheels turning next you have the generational archetype of those that bring order into the world these are the ones that value order they saw the chaos that revolutions bring they saw the chaos of a financial revolution. They saw the chaos of uh, uh, wars and things like that. So these people value order. They value qualities like discipline. And by bringing this order into the world and calming down the chaos of revolution, they set up the next generation. The third generational archetype are those that are more concerned about building their 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 wealth they're more concerned about building their comfort because you know what they grew up in a time where the world has order uh the revolutions have been quelled yeah things are calm and it, it's it's a big booming period because there's peace within this society for a short amount of time and within that peace people are able to increase 
their their monetary funds they're able to increase their properties and all these things during this economic and spiritual boom in this cycle right but but this is where things get shifty this is where the cycle is kind of failed i mean doomed to repeat itself over and over until we correct this third generational archetype because while you have the majority of people are hardworking people are good people that don't want to do anything else besides you know mind their own business like i say everybody in this world wants to eat decent food laugh with friends and family drink if they want to drink smoke if they want to smoke have sex and and you know see another day it's it's very simple right and most of your third generation they fall into this they think like this but unfortunately during this financial boom during this 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 big surge of comfort throughout the society you will have corrupt individuals you have corrupt systems that take advantage of their fellow man they take advantage of their fellow man by implementing systems that set their fellow man up for failure they take advantage of their fellow man by uh like like pushing a sense of hopelessness on the next generation and these people are the ones that create the cycle over and over and over so us as human beings we will never i don't think we'll ever go to greater heights until we correct generational archetypes uh, that that's the one thing that we have to really look into if we are to evolve as a species because these machiavellian these corrupt individuals in in these corrupt corporations corrupt uh, uh systems they create the fourth generation and that fourth gener generation i am part of the fourth generation is defined by stagnation it's defined by a feeling of hopelessness because now this fourth generation they have become prey they have become prey to these corrupt systems they become prey to these these hopeless scenarios that have happened like imagine for most millennials when they grew up in in, in school like they were probably in elementary school or middle school when 9-11 happened when the 2008 crash happened sure the third generation is the generation that felt the financial uh pains of the 2008 crash but more than likely they were already established in in who they were as a person and it's very unlikely that they weren't able to find work ever since the 2008 crash but the children are the ones who were at home the, the children of the fourth generation were the ones at home that saw the psychological effects of a divorce that's initiated because of those money issues. They saw their parent coming home distressed about work, distressed about the future. And that that subconsciously creates a little hint of hopelessness. And then things just keep happening over and over and over to the fourth generation. And, and it they become hopeless. And sadly, as millennials, uh, that's why I got so off on a tangent talking about your spirituality and the importance of that last week is because that is the antidote to the hopelessness of this lost and stagnation generation. You know, it, have you ever noticed that if you're it, I, I've experienced where I've tried to be motivated, I've tried to pump people up and all these things. But in our generation, it's just not cool to be excited about life. Have, have you noticed that? I know I'm not the only person that, no, that has noticed that, but it, for my peers and, and the people my age, it, the, the motivational talk and, and 
just thoughts of the future and just having a positive outlook and taking care of your spirit is not very popular because society has subconsciously trained these individuals, these millennials to be hopeless. When in all actuality, millennials in today's world are the most important when it comes to affecting change in society, because now we're in an age where we have developed some kind of skill that we could take into the world to try to make it a better place. But if society tricks you into not believing in yourself and not believing in the future, how are these people going to believe in this, uh, themselves enough to run for city council? How are they going to believe in themselves enough to run for governor or president or something like that? It's, it's all a power play by those corrupt individuals in third generation to keep that power for as long as possible. They, they want power and they want the money in your pockets. It's just that simple. All right. So that was the quick little recap for the four generational archetypes. Once again, you have your revolutionaries, those that create order from chaos, those that build comfort and monetary value, and then the generation that is lost in stagnation, the lost generation, which are millennials. And for today's episode, I'm talking to the millennials and we're going to talk about how we deal with every other archetype. We're going to talk about how we deal with those within our own archetype. And we're going to talk about the way that they may respond to you based on who you are as a person. Let's go ahead and start with revolutionaries. The year is 2021. Your revolutionaries, if you pay very close attention, if the millennials are the lost generation, Gen Z are the revolutionaries. And it's become it becomes very apparent. It becomes very obvious when you pay attention to the thought process and the actions of your generation's ears. If you like their their sense of humor is very different. And then if you pay very close attention, you see that these younger individuals are extremely passionate about something. They are that's that's a trademark quality of the revolutionary generation is they are extremely passionate. They not been, they may not be passionate all about the exact same thing, but these individuals are passionate. That's why your generation's ears are going to be extremely passionate about global warming. They're going to be extremely passionate about what they believe is injustice. They're going to be extremely passionate about whatever politics they seem to favor or anything like that, because the difference between our generation, the lost generation and Generation Z is that the lost generation, we had a glimpse of the old world. We had a glimpse of the world back in 1999. We had a glimpse of America before 9-11 happened. We had a glimpse of this country before the 2008 crash and all the craziness that's going on today. And that's where that hopelessness is formed. It's for, formed in between the gap, but between the old world and the new world. And it's a new world that the millennials feel like they didn't sign up for. And this causes them to feel hopeless. The revolutionaries, the generation Zers, on the other hand, they these guys were probably born in 1998. They were probably born in 2000. And if you're born in 2000, 9-11 happens, the financial crash, all these other things. This is all they know. And when these when these children become of age to make their own decisions and they become adults, they're thinking in their minds, they're not just going to go with the flow. They're not just going to be cool with the way that the world is going. These people aren't just going to sit around and be hopeless. They're revolutionaries because they don't see any other option. They don't think they have any other option other than to be a revolutionary at heart for something, because 
uh, uh, they come into the world and they hear X, Y, Z and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be passionate about global warming. They come into the world and then they see the past 30 years uh, about what they deem as injustice. And there's no coincidence as to why they are participating in all the marches as to why they are really on the front lines for so much effective change within society. But unfortunately, these generation Zers, they can be manipulated. Revolutionaries with their passionate, passionate hearts can be easily manipulated by those in the third generation that have the power to manipulate the things they see, manipulate the thing, the things they hear and therefore manipulate their thought processes. They, they're essentially attempting to weaponize the passion within the revolutionary's heart in order to do the third generation's bidding. And it's your job in the fourth generation to kind of pass on your knowledge, kind of pass on just, you know, take care of the next guys up like your young guns. Those people, when I see like a young kid, I was in Las Vegas with my girl. We were hanging out and there was there was like a, I don't usually give out money to like just random homeless because out here in California, you end up being broke doing that. And plus, they are mostly ungrateful. But I was in Las Vegas and uh, this guy, he was selling cologne or something like that. And he was like, hey, uh, I'll sell you cologne for five dollars, this and that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good because I was heading to a, a show or something like that. And I walked past me and my girl. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we're over here preaching about how we wish the world was a better place, but we're not giving hope. We're not giving 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 proper love and education to the next generation. So I turned around and I found this young man and I told him, hey, I don't I don't need any cologne. But here, I want you to take this money. I really appreciate you hustling and doing your own thing out here and trying to make it instead of being in the streets. Instead of doing something that uh, I know you you wouldn't have any business doing. It takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot of pride uh, to be rejected over and over throughout the day, trying to make it in a, you know, a legal way. And and I really respect that. So I went back and found that young man and I told him like, hey, thank you for what you're doing. Take this money. And, you know, Generation Z is like, hey, yo, you have a Snapchat. You got Instagram. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I don't I don't have that stuff. I deleted it. I'm, I'm an old man compared to you. But God bless you. I like your energy. Keep doing what you're doing. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that's how we should like interact with the with the fourth generation, not fourth generation, how to interact with Generation Z. That's how you should interact with your revolutionaries because they have the energy. They have the energy and the willpower to change society. But if they are not provided any direction, they can easily be manipulated by powers that that be. And that's that's essentially unacceptable. We we can't have that. So your younger crowd, I mean, you can even apply this to dating. Uh, when, whenever I'm trying to holler at a younger chick, let's say she's like 22, uh, 21 or something like that. I might mention climate change. I might mention things like spirituality and stuff like that because they are very attracted to those concepts. They grew up in a world where it was so hopeless. They weren't allowed the they weren't allowed the privilege of feeling hopeless is how hopeless their situation felt. And that's why they will be extremely passionate about a cause. And that's why you'll see them out in the streets when it comes to uh, uh, your, your, you know, your marches, all kind of stuff like that. So yeah, that's your, 
Generation Zers, that's first generation in today's world and how you deal with them. And now we're going to move on into second generation. Generation Zers, a.k.a. our revolutionaries, while they are definitely old enough to have children, their children are not quite old enough to affect society as a whole. But that doesn't mean that we do not have the second generation. That does not mean that we don't have a group of people that are willing to bring order into the world after chaos. You those individuals in 2021 are going to be your very, very old individuals. I'm talking like your 80 plus. Those are the guys that, uh, you know, they the way they're going to interact with you as a millennial, they one see you as still just a child. I don't care if you're in your mid thirties or you're at the very tail end of being a millennial, they are going to still see you as a child. And since they grew up in the generation that brought order into the brought order to the chaos of the world, they see whatever they say as the right way. They, they will be very quick to stick their feet in the mud for whatever they believe in. They will hate your hippity hop music. They will not like sadly, they won't they won't like interracial relationships as much and, and things like that. So those individuals, you might not interact with them as much in life as you will the other three archetypes. But you do need to understand, OK, if I'm talking to this person, he's going to be extremely defensive. This person is going to be extremely rigid in his thinking and his thought process. And plus, if someone is 80 years old and you guys are arguing about something, what the hell are you doing? This dude has so much neural rigidity, like he's not going to be firing off and and sprouting new new connections within his mind just to understand something at 80 years old unless he's a very stellar individual, unless she's a very stellar individual. Most old people are stuck in their ways, especially if those old people happen to be the second generation where they brought order into the world of chaos. So use more so logic when you're dealing with them. Hold your ground. They will get a little emotional just because you challenge their opinions because they believe that their opinions are are so correct. And that's the second generation. Just listen to their stories. They love to talk. Second generation loves to talk because they've seen some crazy stuff. Give them an ear, but then then also be wary that they do have a good amount of neuro rigidity. And that's the second generation. And now let's go into the third generation. Your boomers. Your boomers are third generation archetype. They are the generation that didn't really have to worry about being sent to war. They didn't really have to worry about too much strife and discomfort especially here in America, because they basically centered their lives around building their 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 estates. They built their wealth and they built their levels of comfort. And most of your boomers are pretty chill people. These are your parents. These are your parents. And if you're listening to this, I know that one, you're a good person. It seems like you have a good head on your shoulders. Therefore, I'm going to take a wild guess and pray that your parents also have somewhat of a good head on their shoulders. Most people in most people in the third generation are decent people, but the third generation is defined by privilege. The third generation is defined by privilege. The third generation will actively go against any of your complaints. They will go against any of your 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 gripes and things like that, because 
all they know is a life of comfort for the most part. I mean, people moved over to 1950s, 60s, California. They bought a house for $70,000. Congratulations, boomer. You're going to be a multimillionaire, you know, if, if your, your house happened to be anywhere remotely close to the water. Isn't that wild? I mean, that's a pretty good deal. You, you purchase a house. There was no there was no ridiculous inflation. I mean, the dollar was still backed by gold back in the day. People took the U.S. dollar seriously. Our politicians were held to a higher standard. All these things were in place for them. All these things were laid out for them. The generations before them had did all the heavy lifting. And I'm not going to say that third generation aren't hard workers because you do have hard workers within third generation. But when you can buy property for seventy, eighty thousand dollars and then flip it for a dramatic percentage more. Now, I'm not here to take away from the third generation and all that they've accomplished. I'm just willing to hypothesize that their lives have been easier than the fourth generation of millennials and definitely the generation Zers that are growing up in today's world. These third generation individuals, these boomers, they are much more established in this turbulent time in the country. We are right in between fourth generation and first generation. Like the revolutionaries are up next. We've already had the millennials killing themselves for the past 10 or so years uh, at, an, at astonishing rates. We've already had all kinds of even your music trends coming out with your little peeps, your triple X temptations and stuff like that. They're very successful because people could relate to their music. People were so depressed in the fourth generation. They could relate to their music quite well. And meanwhile, third generation, they, they are a little detached from the rest of society as of right now. Third generation are the ones who are in office and politics right now. Third generation encompasses your dirty, disgraceful HOA that you can't stand third generation are still implementing rules and it seems like they don't have any empathy for the generations that come after them third generation is always the first generation the ones that are building comfort you have individuals that are so concerned with building their own comfort and wealth and estate that they are willing to sacrifice the future of the future generations and and it's sad because that's how you have the third generation boomers come off as extremely entitled. They believe that their way is the correct way in anything that they're doing because all they have known is success. All they've known is success. So, of course, they're going to tell you, yep, go to school, X, Y, Z. You should have a house by X amount of age because they experienced these things. Life was so much easier for them that they created these 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 mental checkpoints in their mind saying where you as the millennial where you as generation z should be in life and they're basing that off of their life which when you compare it to the other generations is quite privileged like second generation the third generation those that are worried about building comfort your boomers they're going to try to talk down to you like your child kind of like second generation would except it's much worse because one they're not really old enough to you know use mental rigidity as an excuse to hold on to existing beliefs that no longer serve them. And then two, these people are the ones that actually affect your day-to-day -day life. Your boomers are the ones on the HOA, uh, HOA board or whatever. Your boomers are the ones in politics. Your boomers are the ones who are making decisions for the generations after, thereafter. But instead of setting up the generations that come after them, 
They have had it so good. They have had life so good that they are not willing to let it go. This generation, their weakness is their fear of death. Their weakness is their fear of death and their weakness is their fear of comfort because comfort and success is basically all that they've known. This is the generation that is the most afraid of death while your revolutionaries are actually your generation that are the least afraid of death. I mean, I know you guys probably don't like them, but I'm going to use Antifa as an example. Members of Antifa are definitely encompassed, encompassed by your generation Zers. They are definitely encompassed by a younger, younger generation. And you know why? Because these people have so much energy. They have so much passion within their hearts and they have so much disdain for the way that the world is going that they're willing to join anything. They're willing to do anything in the name of revolution. Sure, you have some turds. You have plenty of turds that just want to wreak havoc upon the world. But you're, you're going to have a couple people in Antifa that actually think they're trying to make the world a better place. They they are wanting to do that some way, somehow. And without the guidance from the fourth generation due to their hopelessness, these people can be, these generations ears can be manipulated into being detrimental to society. Well, detrimental to people like me and you, they would never become detrimental to the corrupt individuals in power of the third generation that want to hold on to it. And once you understand these things, I'm telling you, I'm telling you your entire life changes. I was walking across the street, heading to the beach yesterday. And uh, I mean, there was a woman, she was in like a nice, like, I think it was like a Mercedes Benz SUV. It was like really nice. I'll give her that. And me, whenever I cross the street, there are crosswalks all over this city. I'll, I'll, I'll give a wave and a passing smile. Like, thank you. I, I appreciate you stopping and let me pass the street. I, and, and people always wave and smile back. And I walk by and this white lady uh, in this this beautiful SUV, I do the usual wave and smile thing. And then she like looks angry, gives me a scoff and rolls her eyes. And previously, I think like, damn, what the what the hell did I do? What did I do? But you know what? She was a little bit older. She was definitely third generation boomer archetype. And then I thought, you know what? She's had life so good. She's just rolling on the beach in her her Mercedes Benz SUV. Life has been so great for her. How dare I waste a few seconds of her time by crossing the street? How dare how dare I inconvenience her by having the audacity to walk across the street? And now I understand where her thought process is coming from, because all she's known is having things her way and life being amazing and being able to buy a house in California for that $70,000 and you flip it for $700,000. That's all they know. All they know is what they think is what's right. And this is the generation that you really, as millennials, we really got to uh, put them in check. This is the generation that must be put in check. And I'm not saying you go out here and start making TikTok saying, hey, boomer, uh, screw you, boomer type thing. No, but if you have someone, especially like on your HOA or anything like that, that is trying to use their own their own personal bias as an excuse just to affect the lives of other people. And they give you the because I said so type of response when you question their actions or when you question their policies that they're putting in place. It is our job. It is our job as millennials to not only combat this intelligently, but we must also combat this passionately. We must literally just keep a cool head. Don't lose your mind whenever you're dealing with uh, a, a boomer thinking that 
They could have things their way or it always has to be their way. Just listen to them. Listen to them. Let them speak. And I promise you, they will open up holes in their own argument. They will open up holes in their own argument because it's so heavily biased on their previous experiences of comfort and their previous experiences of success. They're the ones that are going to look down on you for starting your own business. They're going to want they're the ones that are going to look down on you for being into crypto or starting a podcast. They don't understand because they didn't they didn't experience any of this. All they knew was, hey, go to school. Oh, nice. Go to school. I go to college. Oh, wow. You have a bachelor's degree. You have a bachelor's degree. You're so important. Not not that many people have bachelor's degree. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in and work. Oh, and also you can stay at this company for about 20 years without having to worry about getting laid off or anything like that, because, you know, in this at this time period, we still believe in loyalty to our employees as well as uh, satisfactory customer service. That's not today's world. That is not today's world. You can be replaced quickly at just about any job that you that that you that you work at because now you have global competition. Thanks to technology, I'm not the only person out here trying to start up a podcast. You you I have some there's some people in Bangladesh. There are people in India. I guarantee you they 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 are popping. They have amazing podcasts. My competition is now global. They have never had to experience that. They could essentially go to work at the same place for 20 years, expect decent wage pay. Uh, don't even get me started on the wages. They could expect decent enough pay to where they could afford a, a, a house and then another house. And they could afford to take trips all over the world and this and that. And we are being passed on the short end of the stick while they are also still looking at us like, why don't you have this figured out? Life isn't that hard. Life isn't that hard. You just have to do X, Y, and Z. Come on now. It's like, okay, I, I agree. Life is not that hard. It could be a lot worse, especially for individuals in America. But we're not going to pretend like you think that your life was much harder than the lives of the millennials in Generation Zers. So when it comes to this third generation, millennials, your time is now. I, I challenge you not to be hopeless, but to have hope and to provide that hope for future generations. And you do that by standing your ground logically when it's necessary. Well, uh, like uh, my girl's dad, he 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 might have a smart mouth every now and then. I'm not afraid of him. I'm not I'm not afraid of him. I mean, I've, I've had had to put him in his place before. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you believe in X, Y, Z. Well, I don't believe in that. This is a different world. OK, I don't I don't agree with you. So now what? They're, they're the boomers are the type to disagree with you. And then they get mad that you don't have the same personal biases they do because they are not willing to accept that we are literally living in a completely new world. And this is how for generations, for millennia, like the cycles have repeated themselves like this. You have certain individuals in third generation that use their power to and to take advantage of those that come after instead of setting them up for success. So that's how you deal with third generation. You freaking stand your ground. You stand your ground. And if you know you're right, you can back it up with facts. You can back it up with, you know, just just uh, the, the rest of your populace. You can't have one boomer HOA member dictating the lives of 30 homeowners that barely that are barely scraping by these millennial homeowners that already bought these overpriced uh, uh, 
pieces of pieces of real estate. You can't have one person making the decision for everybody else. Our time is now. That is that is the thing about it. Millennials. Our time is now. And I know that it doesn't seem like that because we've been fostered and we've been raised into believing that our future is a hopeless situation. But I'm here to tell you it's not. So now when you deal with other people in the fourth generation, so when you're dealing with other people in the lost generation, the cynical generation, the stagnant generation, I challenge you to do this. I challenge you to not make it cool to be depressed. I challenge you to not make it cool to be pissed off because here's the thing about it. Once again, life is too damn short. And if you realize it, fourth generation millennials, I'm talking to you. You are actually the generation that is in place that could most effectively create change in their communities and in their local levels. And that's what really matters, to be honest. I don't give a damn what the what the Fed is talking about. I don't give a damn about uh, uh, what all this other stuff is going on. I care about what's going on in my community. And I have to recognize, even though that I was born in the fourth generation, the stagnant generation, I have a duty to this community. I have a duty to do the right thing. If I told you guys the story about the guy who tried to shoplift and I stopped him. I mean, sure, some people will be like, oh, no, you can't stop a shoplifter. You can't do that. That's scary. But but if I if I am not going to stop the shoplifter and, and the, the little generation's ear, he's shaking in his boots. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's working the door and he's not going to stop him. Are we just going to let evil run rampant? Are we going to let corrupt individuals? Are we going to let evil individuals taint society further? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why you. When you deal with other fourth generation, I don't care if they give you side eye looks because they're so concerned about their Instagram likes and and things like that. I want you to speak with conviction. I want you to speak from your chest. I want you to speak like a leader. This world needs more leaders. And the 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 man, I'm getting pumped. But the the place that needs the leaders the most is not being filled because the people that should be leaders have been bred to be hopeless. I'm telling you, stop being hopeless. Talk to your brothers. Talk to your your those your peers of this same generation. Talk about plans of the future. Plot. Get meet up. Talk about what you want to do for this. Talk about content that you want to make. Talk about businesses that, that you maybe want to run. Believe in yourself enough to see it through. I know that you have dreams and aspirations. I know that you do. If you're listening to this, I know that you have your own personal dreams and aspirations, but I don't know if you believe in yourself to see them through as fourth generation. It is it is so important that you believe in yourself enough to take action towards your goals. We cannot be defined by the stagnant uh, mood that has been placed upon us. I don't care. I don't care. You shouldn't care. Screw this. We will not be defined by stagnation in our generation. We will be outliers in our generation we will set future generations up for success because that's how you one you're going to be most rewarded emotionally when you're helping other people but then you're also going to be most rewarded spiritually you're going to be most rewarded financially you're going to be most rewarded in a family sense when you are working to set the next generation up for success and you can't do that if you don't believe in yourself so if you're hanging around a lot of people that are just busy smoking blunts and being depressed all day or smoking cigarettes and not caring about their health or anything like that. Screw that, man. Screw that. 
And, and it's okay to change. It's okay to believe. It's okay to believe that this world is going to be a better place because believing that this world is going to be a better place is the very first step to making that shit happen. So let's do this. This was my episode to you. Millennials, this was my episode to you, fourth generation. Generation Zers, I know that you're listening to this podcast too. I know that you're out there. I'm going to have another episode talking about you guys. I'm going to have I'm going to go back to my episodes talking about women because I know you guys missed the dojo series and all my little tips and tricks and stuff like that. But I just had to get this out there, guys. I want you to understand the people in this world a little bit better. I want you to understand how you have your own personal bias and how that affects your thought process. And I want you to just do your part to try to make this world a better place. I can't do it alone. I can't. But uh, if you made it this far into the podcast, I tell you what, you are a real, real one. You are a trooper. I want to thank you. I, I appreciate you. And we're about to get out of here. If you want to contact me, contact me at champagnethrottle at gmail.com or champagnethrottle with no A's on Twitter. I will always reply. I'll always follow back. And thanks for your time. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.